Hello. My name is Chris Ferraz Prade, and this is the Vital Compass podcast. I tried an experiment a couple of days ago to go for a walk while recording the podcast, but there was so much noise, so it didn't work. The reason I wanted to do it is because when I feel a bit anxious, uh, for whatever reason, I like to go for a walk. It helps me to, to move away from the concerns and to realize the real situation. It helps me to access an inner calmness and a trust that um, makes sense to me. And anxiety was always a challenge for me. Um, I find, uh, let me just uh, uh, make an alert here. I'm not talking about anxiety disorders. I'm talking about states of higher concerns, moments that uncertainty that we worry too much, um, but not something that um, that has a like a, a routine in our lives, not something that invades us and, and that we feel that we have no control. Just the reality that sometimes we go through more anxious moments and we have been living um, a long time of uncertainty with a pandemic that makes us more anxious anyways so but yeah anxiety was always a challenge for me and when i was studying psychology i had this image of the perfect psychotherapist uh, this perfect, calm, intelligent, centered human being that had total control and balance and that lived happily ever after. <laughs> I, I had a hard time to recognize uh, and to validate that I, I am a bit more anxious than, um, I, than this perfect image of this therapist that I had in my mind. And I was so good at disguising my own anxiety Uh, even from myself, uh, it took me some time to realize that and to accept that I was anxious for whatever reason. Because in my mind, it was like, how come I'm going to be a psychotherapist and I'm agitated and insecure now? It's, it doesn't make sense. So, yeah, it took me a lot of my own therapy uh, to, to deal with it. And... As time went by, I, I, I was able to make space for the real psychotherapist and not the idealized one. To understand the human mind does not make us immune of the experience of vulnerability that we have in life. And it is in the contact with our own vulnerability that we can do our work in the best way. But this demands dedication and self-care. And it was around 2006 that I understood more the importance of caring for myself. I was working in a hospital and I cared for very sick patients. And when a patient of mine, a patient that I was caring for, died, it was common that I would, you know, be sad. Sometimes I, I could cry. But I have... Uh, a couple of good friends that worked in a hospital as well and had the same uh, perception of me in terms of uh, self-care, the importance of self-care and, and being open to our feelings 
uh, and they could give me um, some attention and we would care for each other actually. But it was also common to find other professionals that would be surprised by my way of reacting and also those friends. And it was as if like, you were not a good professional because you were um, getting emotional and, and feeling sad because a patient died. There was this expectation because you had the knowledge and the intellectual understanding of the process of sickness, loss and death, grief and bereavement. This was enough to protect um, yourself from the suffering that is generated in, in this process. Yeah, the knowledge helps. We can recognize and, and give names to situations, but it does not protect us from the feeling of, of it. And it shouldn't. What What's going to protect us is our capacity to face the reality and the situations, is our capacity for resilience and not our lack of feeling. But of course, that this asks for a different type of attention to oneself. Because in witnessing pain and suffering, of course, that my own anxiety was um, a bit high at certain moments. And I remember one particular moment when I was in a hospital and I, at the time I was working a lot with patients in bone marrow transplant. And it was a time when we lost like two or three dear patients in, an, in a very short interval. And I was with a sinusitis or something like that. Something, I don't know if it was sinusitis or a cold, something that healed um, by itself. But it took a long time. And I would spend like days with a blocked nose and fatigue and just like feeling a bit you know, under the weather. And and then one day I was in front of the elevator and I pressed the button. I entered the elevator. And then when I was pressing the floor that I was going, a thought came to my mind. And I was like, oh my God, I have a lymphoma. That's it. That's why I'm feeling like that. Oh, wow. No, I'm not going to do a bone marrow transplant. <laughs> That was exactly the sequence of my thoughts. And, and on that day, after a while, I realized my anxiety was so high at that moment that it played with myself. I was able to diagnose myself, treat myself and die in a matter of a few seconds inside the elevator. So that experience uh, was an alert and was like calling me to be more attentive to my own uh, care and I was learning to, to be gentle and to take better care of myself. And consequently, I was more able to recognize my anxieties and my anguishes and to find ways to, to learn to create peace inside myself. And one of the things that I learned at that moment, at that time, was the value of pause how important it was for me to take some time off and to build strength during those pauses. I learned that I couldn't wait for 
uh, a state of calmness to, to come to me. I had to build ways to access it. I had to find ways to center myself and to care for myself and to have a routine in doing that because I was giving a repertoire of strategies and also a familiarity with my own strengths and uh, my weaknesses. So, yeah, I think that that was the time that I started realizing that walking was something that made so much sense to me when I was experiencing anxiety, concerns, um, in a way that, that felt uncomfortable for myself. Yeah, I wanted to, to record while walking because I wanted to share this experience with you. Um, too bad it didn't work. But, yeah, well, I hope I didn't destroy the image of your wonderful, perfect therapist. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're not always balanced and no one is. But certainly we are more attentive to this dynamic and this search for balance, meaning, and, and the importance of creating value in life. Because if life is this scary and wonderful mass that we know, it's only in the contact with life itself that we can live it larger and not having an armor you know, to, to live a life. The important thing is not to go through life without getting hurt, without getting a wrinkle on our clothes, but going through life in a way that we can really experience the path. And if anxiety comes for whatever reason, in whatever moment of this path, if we can welcome it, we can care for it. So I like to walk when I feel that I worry too much for whatever reason. I feel I help myself when I do that. How about you? How do you care for yourself when you feel more anxious? I hope you liked this episode. Ale Praj composed the music and is responsible for the editing. Before I say goodbye, I invite you to follow Vital Compass on Spotify or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It is just a click. And when you have some time, go check the website www.vitalcompass.com. You can create a login and follow closely the posts on Explore and also the podcast episodes fresh from the oven. And if you enjoyed this episode, please make a review here. You can help others find the podcast and we can expand our circle of conversations. I'll see you next week. Take good care of yourself. <laughs>